from? <laughs> nice segue. Hey, what's up? The boy is Idaho. The boy is Idaho. We were Perfect. just talking about what I guess. And we're, we're moving on. <laughs> what? <laughs> we were talking about what we were eating a second ago, but I had a burger and my fingers smell like onions. Stanky so. fingers. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. <laughs> Guys, we made it to February this episode. But what? it's, isn't it, aren't we releasing this later? In February. Yeah. Um, because there are three episodes in January because it's a lot of weeks. So this, the last one came out the 31st. <laughs> so this one's coming out in February. We made it. I forget what the statistic is. I think it's 10 episodes. If we make it past 10 <laughs> episodes, Lord willing. We're in this forever. We're we're like in the top 8% of podcasts. Let's do it. Okay. It's, a, it's a ridiculous amount of people that start a podcast and bail. And honestly, if they have kids and need babysitters, I see why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a struggle. Sure yeah. is. But um, yeah, how are you guys? How was your date? It was so good. Where did you go? Yeah, we ate a lot of food. We did eat a lot of food. Yeah. Um, I asked for a pitcher of, of Alfredo sauce for like the dipping sauce never ending at the Olive Garden. Were you joking? Yeah, it was a joke. My wife made fun of I me. Made she's fun like, of him for so long. <laughs> bet you she's never heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> Making fun of me on the a, way out. A pitcher. A pitcher. He said a pitcher. <laughs> but then she brought back two bowls of yeah, Alfredo she did. sauce. It, I was, was like, like, I apologize for making fun of you. It worked. Wow. Yeah. Did you so bring gross. any home? Pays to be an old man. Did you like pour the remainder in a little so to-go sick. cup? I didn't. Oh, there's so never have ever a dairy intolerance, babe. So <laughs> yeah, there's I never ever it. a remainder of Alfredo sauce when it comes to my life. I yeah, usually pour it on top of my whatever I'm you eating. You use it as a bread dipping sauce. I yes. could yes, but then he pours it onto his plate. So like she brought the last bowl that we ordered, and I was like just eating my food, and then all of a sudden it's gone. I was like, wait, what? Like he poured the whole <laughs> thing of Alfredo sauce onto his. Dish. Two straws, please. <laughs> <laughs> you drink like a scorpion bowl from Chinese sweet. <laughs> but it's Italian. It's different. <laughs> the Italian scorpion I've bowl. I've seen you when uh, we had uh, catering happen at the church. It was Olive Garden. And I wanted to throw up looking at what you did to that buffet. <laughs> I've never had so much power. You did so what did you do? I, I made I made Italian Alfredo? no, I made Italian cereal. Yes. I grabbed a bunch of croutons, put them in a bowl, and then put Alfredo sauce in it. <laughs> He just ate it with his food. It was so gross. I was that like, That is you? honestly so nauseating. <laughs> half of you wish you were me. Half of you just tuned out. <laughs> All right. Well, the anyways. You tuned to your food. It bothers me so much. Yep. It can move on I remember from you that. getting mad at me for, for how I was putting mayo on a sandwich before. <laughs> I was like, just taking my time with it. And you're just like standing there, like tapping your foot. Like, oh my gosh, just hurry up already. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. You had enough mayo 10 minutes ago. It's <laughs> so true. <laughs> I'm a very healthy person, needless to say. Yeah, you mm. love your Alfredo. I mm. get it. And apparently mayonnaise. Truth. <laughs> Gross. That is the truth. Did you guys like your burgers? We did. Yeah, we went to like a little joint, like a little hole in the wall. 
little joint. Good. You know, I feel like the owner would be highly offended. Why? They worked hard on that. Did you guys say well, you went to San Franks? Tiny yeah, little, no, yeah, Lee Franks. And yeah. Franks? I'm just making sure. <laughs> we, went, we ate it and <laughs> and Franks. Just, <laughs> a little hole in the wall. <laughs> and oh that only works out. <laughs> and boy, do I have a list of jokes we're going to just yeah. fully move and past. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Run. We need we, to run the other we direction. To, we went to Lee Frank's Burgers, Dogs, yeah. and Fries. Yeah, they were good. I got a good smash burger, classic cheese. No one was there. It was our restaurant. That's yeah. nice. And then we That's had really, really nice. crispy fries. It was nice. And then I, I got a milk. They didn't look go. crispy in the picture. I'm oh, glad they, they were, were crispy. so crispy. And they were actually, I think they made them, they're crinkle crut. <laughs> crinkle crut. <laughs> crinkle Double cut. ring wrong, crinkle crut. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they were like really crispy and they had like the flaky salt on top, but Ooh. they were good. Oh, natural. I feel like I gained another 20 pounds. <laughs> nice. Marie, did you say you had a game? I have a game for us. Perfect. So we're going to, have you guys heard of the five second rule game? They play it on like talk shows, either Ellen or Kelly Clarkson. Ellie. I can't remember I which so. one I saw. Okay. Okay. All right. No. Rules of the game. Rob has categories on his phone. We're going to... Uh, we, uh, we don't have to do teams, but it's just one person against another person so we can do spouses. I yeah. feel like that's fun. Um, one person is going to say, name three things in this category in five seconds and whoever does it first wins. Oh, geez. Okay. So, so then after that, it would, so we just go around the circle once or twice, but it would start off with the two of, two of you or whoever, and then whoever wins, it just automatically goes to the next person, right? So then it's that person against the next person. Right until it's just like winners winner takes on the next person oh, every see. time. I guess we can do it that way. I, I feel like this game I reminds see. me of that old handshake game, concentration, like the concentration sixty-eight. No repeats or hesitates. You know that one? Never mind. I go first. You go second. We've done names. Me and Rob spent many a high school night playing that game. Not surprised. That's not true. All right, let's do this. Mac, Mac. Mac. All right, for Haley and Jeremy, I'm on the wrong. I got to name three things in five seconds. Yep. That has to do with Marie, this you've got I'll the get timer. a timer starting. I mean, this is apparently ready. just going to be for you guys. You're going to do a timer for five seconds? That's a good point. Why don't listen, you just count five? I, but then I won't be able to laugh and listen. Okay. <laughs> laugh and listen. Can't do two Is it literally only five seconds? Yeah. <clears throat> Are you ready? All right. Jeremy and Haley, name three things found in your nose. Boogers, hairs, and Boogers. zits. Oh. Zits? I was sometimes That's like, unfortunate. Wow. That is true. <laughs> Jeremy lost I was too one. interested in what she was going to say. I was like, <laughs> I was like what else? When she stopped, I'm like, well, I'll just pick up where she left off. <laughs> I'm not picking my nose. It's a nose ring. That's what I was. <laughs> oh, I, I was trying to add that. nose ring. Yeah. I thought All she'd right. stall out. The Marie and Haley. You ready? I'm ready. Name Wait. Okay. What? what? Sorry. I'm okay. Ready. Name three places where you'd find an elephant. Oh, Africa, Zoo. zoos, and crap safari. Uh, and a crap. You both have only Supposedly. said two things. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know who won. Marie, Marie won. Marie won. Right. I don't think I named three. Yeah, I think just she just said safari. You said zoo, said safari, crap zoo, safari, Disney. And Disney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've never been on a good crap safari. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that it's intentionally bad. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's designed, by the way. <laughs> All right. Me and you. Are you ready? 
Why are you? How yeah, would you, you I do that? Looked. I haven't looked. No, okay. no, cheating. But you still have cheating. that second of being able to process it. 0.25. Right, because he's reading it. Name three things you can do with duct tape. Duct tape. Uh, uh, victimize uh, make, somebody. Make a wallet. <laughs> <laughs> make a wallet. Make a make a suit jacket and fix your shoes. I don't think Marie, Marie got very far with that one. That's because she's victimize ashamed somebody. of herself. <laughs> victimize somebody. All right, Why Marie. Did she, get so- she doesn't even watch crime dramas. Do you mean anyway. like kidnap some, like, <laughs> like like just put just, it over their mouth? Yeah. Victimize someone. I put it over their mouth. In my, head, in my head, it was like someone Criminal. taped up against a wall. Like, you're a victim now. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, good. that's my brain. All right, one more, I one more round and then. All right, you want to, oops. You Robin locked. Jeremy. It locked. All right, me and Jeremy. I just read number four, so do number five. Okay. Yeah, cheater. All right. I'm not going to do that one. Okay. I'm going to try this out. I'm going to block my ears. You can't mess me up. I just ignore. Are you ready? Yeah. Name three things you can do with a rubber chicken. You Uh, can put put a bunch of them in a a basket and then make them all go off and then just say I sound like an army. And then you can can hit somebody with it. (laughs) You can watch the Muppets. (laughs) (laughs) Dave's hot chicken has a rubber chicken. That's all uh, I can think about. You can do anything with a rubber chicken. Really? No, we just ran <laughs> out of time. My go first story was so long. Yeah, go to the gym with it, take it on a date, get some pizza. I, um, Apparently, according to YouTube. I thought of that Ty Buckingham Instagram story where like, you know how he hates the song Waymaker? Some, so when he was at a youth, a youth camp this past summer, a bunch of um, students put a ton of rubber chickens like on a, on a stool and had... <laughs> the Waymaker chicken song playing. <laughs> like they were like worship leaders. It's funny. So they were just. I love those. So funny. So funny. So funny. <laughs> what did we want to talk about tonight? Perhaps so funny. Well, what is honestly though, like what's going on in your life? Like what is God like working in your life? What are things that you're just like kind of finding Depth in like what what's what's growing your spiritual life? Are you asking me what he's teaching me these days? Damn. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? Okay. This is a long question. I had to I had to consolidate the question Summarize. with the one thing. To answer each of those categories, <laughs> put a five second timer on for me. What are you currently listening to or studying <laughs> or reading in in the Bible or listening to a podcast? Like what what's going on in your brain the past couple mm-hmm. weeks? This sounds like a Rob segment. <laughs> segment. Ooh. Moving Tell on. Us. Um, so Please. I've been listening to um, the Bible Project. Uh, they are going through the Sermon on the Mount, um, like piece by piece, little bit by little bit. They gave, they just went through for the first three weeks, the background, what what it's teaching. They've read through it. Um, and all of that, and it's just they, they just give you enough little bits at a time to just kind of ponder over it for the week. And so they're doing one every week um, and they're going to start, they just today, they or Monday, they released one um, and it was about uh, just what the word blessed means. Um, so I've been kind of just pondering that and the whole, the whole thing about it. Um, I'm very excited about this series because Tim Mackey, who does the Bible Project, um, preached a whole bunch of sermons on this a long time ago when he was pastoring a church. Um, and they were just like, honestly, really life-changing 
sermons uh, for me uh, because I was kind of I was I was going into down this rabbit hole of just what did Jesus teach? I just want to know what Jesus was teaching that way that I can get that in my heart and make sure that that's how I'm living and what I'm doing. Um, and it was just, it, it was what I needed at the time. At the time, it was so good. Um, but that's what I've been listening to. Um, that and I've been listening to a Sherlock Holmes book. Mm, nice. Yeah, it's scratching an itch. It's really good. <laughs> it's really scratching an itch. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Like the TV dramas and stuff like that, they just get so kind of like, gross on TV. And so like, you don't, you can't watch stuff anymore. Like when it comes to that stuff, mm. but like, I still want to like, I want a good mystery. I want to be able to like, you I know, still feel enjoy like the Robert Downey Jr. one was great. It was, it was a good one. And so I, I forgot about I've been those. listening to it. One. We should watch that. I've been listening to the originals. Did you guys watch Enola Holmes? Enola. No, no. but that, that's no. with, what's her name? Yes. Uh, 11. 11. And 11. what's his name? <laughs> yeah. But no, we haven't. Henry, I, I heard it was Superman. pretty good. Oh, I like Dinola. What about you, Baru? Oh, right. What's what's yeah. Baru? <laughs> what's been on your what? your heart or mind Baru? Why don't you hit us up with some good stuff, Baru? <laughs> um, Lo-fi comes in underneath it. <laughs> so the question is, what I'm listening to, or no? What's what I'm what teaching what you right now, or what are you le- learning about? So I was talking to Rob about this maybe last night, maybe a couple nights ago. Um, I feel like especially in our our culture, we are so tempted to be discontent with what we have. But um, I've seen a lot of, and this is a conversation you and I have had before too, Haley, like I've seen a lot of, um, of the generation before us struggle with it and like just get so offended or upset when they don't get what they, they think that they want or whatever it is, like not having an invite to something they think they should have an invite to. And just by their example of kind of going about it with the wrong heart, I've always strived to just kind of be unoffendable in that way and be content with what I have. And I really haven't been a very discontent person as far as like, you know, we like our financial situation is our financial situation. I'm not upset about it, like whatever. But lately, <clears throat> lately as in like the past three or four days, I just like f- felt myself like, being like, oh, our house is so small. Like we don't have any closets. Like if we had closets, we'd at least be able to hide our clothes. Like, but it's just on our, and like, it's just like all that, like the cycle of like, once you're like discontent with something, something else pops up and you're like, this doesn't work the way I want it to. This doesn't look the way I want it to. And um, God quickly was like, whoa, like back, back, back off that thought for a second. <laughs> just start, back, back. <laughs> Baru coming in. <laughs> so anyway, I've been I've been retaught or reminded um stop being discontent. Like mm. don't compare like people's people's houses or people's houses. If they have a perfectly clean house, that's great. You don't and you know my like, season. <laughs> yeah, like I'd love I'd love for it to be clean, but it's just not. Um but like my, I love my house. Like when we bought our house, I was just so grateful. Like it, we shouldn't have gotten our house, like in the circumstances that we got it in. So like, it's just a big blessing. And so God, through the Psalms, like through music has just been like, you have been freely given so much. Mm. And like, 
it's just humbling and it's it's been a beautiful thing to be like, Hashtag okay, God, blessed. I see you. Hashtag blessed. Um, that reminded me of a conversation we were having um, that what God really is uh, teaching me other than Sherlock Holmes right now um, is is he's stretching- Elementary. <laughs> elementary, my dear Watson. Uh, he's teaching me to stretch my faith in a way that it, it's never been stretched before. Um, I felt like through the sermon series, um, which is all about expectation right now. Yeah. Um, it's been, I, I started off the year, Marie and I both started off last year or kind of in the middle of the year, whatever. We had a hard time with the word expectation, which was an interesting situation. And then because we just thought that it had so many bad uh, connotations that kind of yeah. came along yeah. with it, like a like almost like a prideful, like I'm gonna step into God's presence and I'm gonna expect you to do something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah instead that of that, or there's manifestation, or there's like so many different ways. Yeah, and so name it and claim it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so like the prosperity gospel yeah. and all of that. Um, and it's just something that like people, I I kept hearing like people saying, go into worship with expectation or expecting. Um, and, and that would, it would not sit in me right because there was something missing from the word, um, which I found in a, in a, in a podcast I was listening to basically that it was, um, when we are worshiping God, we need to come to him with a, with a humble adoration and, and, uh, and j like just knowing our place and knowing who he is and mm. knowing what that, how that relates how big he is, how small we are is important, but then also understanding our place in we are the children, we're his children. And so we have the ability to, to expect things, but it's different than just being like, yo God, you know, you said this in the Bible, so this is what I want, give it to bottle. me now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's not the relationship he's looking for. Um, and so when I heard that the the series for the year was expectation, or the word for the year was expectation, I was like, oh man, God's cool, about cool, to cool, learn cool. me something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he has been teaching me yeah. uh, a lot. Um, within the, fir the first sermon, Pastor Nate kind of eased my mind on it. Yeah. And and I felt very, very comfortable with, with what he was going to be yeah. teaching. Um, and then over the next couple, God started to stretch in my heart what I could be believing for. Um, and so my wife has back pain that, Holla. and, and my son has asthma and, um, and like, I'm looking for a new job and all of these things. And as small as they seem sometimes like why, you know, do I have permission? To, like, yes, I have permission to ask God for these things, but can I really believe that he's going to do it? Mm. I mean, I believe he could, but do I believe he's gonna, you know, yeah. and, and to have the faith that I believe he's going to do it, you know, and there was just, I just remember three things being put onto my heart and they haven't occurred yet. Nothing's happened yet, but, um, but I've been given these things, I think, to hold on to and to hope for and to have faith that God's going to do, um, over the next year yeah. or, or however long. I like, uh, Pastor Nate, he even brought up in the behind the sermon podcast that we, just recorded, he talked through like having these big expectations, but working through the idea of it is not to have expectations that God's going to give you a good life, yeah. but to have expectations that through what God wants to do is going to have kingdom gain. 
And as long as it benefits the kingdom, it's a healthy expectation to have on God. Yeah, essentially it's all with whatever with whatever is in his within his will. Yeah. Like just because our desires are things that we want or we request for, it might not align to what God has planned for us. Right. And so but we can expect that he's can, a good God. Yes, and, and no matter the outcome, right. he has he has a plan and a purpose for yeah. every decision that comes. This reminds me of uh something that I've been I was also working through when it came to my kids and my family and 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 how I think as a kid, I expected God to protect me from any kind of harm. Like, I think it's kind of what I was taught mm. initially, or that's what I picked up where it was like, hey, if you trust in God, you know, nothing's, nothing bad's going to happen yeah. to you. Like, yeah, you could yeah. have a bad day and all that kind of stuff or things could happen. But like, I don't know. I had, a, I had a faith where it was like, everything's going to be fine. Like mm. God's got it. And I don't have to worry about whatever it is. And and I think it kind of translated into now where I think of my, I, I was having a hard time thinking of my kids and what to teach them when it came to, you know, they're afraid in their room, somebody's going to come in their window and steal them kind of deal. And um, I was, you know, I want to teach them, hey, it's going to be okay. You know, like God's going to protect you. He's always watching you. But in all reality, somebody really could sneak into the room. Right, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like there's that aspect of yeah. it. Um. So what am I trusting God for? Not not what am I trusting God for, but what is the thing that I'm trusting in God for? Like thanks a lot. You're mad at something that didn't happen. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but but what is the thing that I'm trusting? What is the thing that I'm expecting God to do? Yeah. And it's honestly to be good in every situation, but how do I teach that to my kids? Like, yeah, like, yeah even if you get stolen, big guy. It's hard at that age. <laughs> you know, like you can't. It's one thing at a time. Like I feel like my parents did a really good job at um, giving me a small picture plus a small picture plus a small picture, which yeah. equals a big picture. Like I was taught, like, don't be afraid. God is with you. Um, and then when I, yeah, that was it. And then when I got a little older, my dad would be like, even if let's say you were ever kidnapped and you're in the basement of a creepy person's house, you know, God is with you. Like, yeah, it gives There's you just, more details. Yeah, as, you as age, your brain as can, you yeah, as your brain can mature. Yeah, you're it's, saying it's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> like a five year old, like afraid of the window, like someone's coming every night. Like no, yeah, it's just it, just one step at a time. Hey, Bobby, let me sit you down. Let me let's go through a couple things. I just have such a hard time, like if I understand it deeper, like I don't want to lie to him and just give him half a truth. So I think that that's the hard yeah. part. My, I guess <laughs> you, you convict me in a way because <laughs> I'm so realistic about those. I'm so fearful. Listen, I go around and I lock every single door, every single window. We have a dog that will freak out if something breaks or moves and you're not going to get taken. If someone tries, we're going to hear, we're going to find out and I'll, and I'll be there. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like I don't dive into like, well, God will protect you. It's like, no, do you trust me? Like I'm checking everything. Uh, just that's kind of where I go in it. Practical. Anyway, sorry. Practical. So that's what we have to talk about. <laughs> What's God teaching you guys these days? You want to I, talk about Israel? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not going to go that. She's been deep diving. I've been deep diving in just the study of Israel and history and the future, the past, present. And, Give a little you know. two-minute recap. 
No, it's good. It's I, I'm just no, going back and forth between different different points of views, and it's been really eye opening for me. I'm learning a lot, but I've also been like diving into um, a recent podcast that I shared with him, which he enjoyed too. Uh, John Mark Homer That's and uh, uh, Preston Sprinkle. They were talking about just the development relational relationally through church and what that looks like in our communities and in our church body, and it was like a lot of the feelings I've had since like 2020 and it was just emulated so well in how he talked through things that him and his church, the church that he was leading, how they practiced different principles. And uh, it was just a really good podcast. So lots of eye-opening things too in that just because of like thoughts that I had that were not so good, like failures in his church that he brought to light that this is why it doesn't work. And so that's been a podcast I've been listening to, but I've been just kind of going through um, scripture right now. I'm in Judges. Yes, I'm in Judges 8. So Gideon just defeated the uh, Moab, not Moabites, Midianites. Midianites. And now we're on the, I'm on Abimelech, but he just got killed. Technically by a woman, but he wanted a, one of his men to kill him. So he didn't have the disgrace of an Israelite woman killing him. But yeah, so I'm, I'm in the dark parts of the Old Testament, but it's all good because it's We like showing... to call those the Old Testament. <laughs> it's showing... No, no, no. One thing that has, I, I am constantly reminded through because I was talking to him about this like for the past, I mean, I've been on... I've been doing this for months now. You've been like. running the slow and steady race, yeah. which is good. So what I can do right now, and that's all that matters. No, it's awesome. Um, but just how fun. much, like I've been like, it's so dark. Like there's so much death. There's so much destruction. There's so much of God, you know, the Israelites straying away from God and God pulling them out of the, the promises. And it's just, it's back and forth constantly. But then I'm reminded so deeply about how much God was in pursuit of his people, like constant pursuit. Like, I love you. You you messed up. You sucked. You're going to try again. And like, it just, it kept happening and it's just a cycle, but he kept being in pursuit. Like we failed so many times, like <laughs> Israelites failed so many times and all the leaders failed so many times yet. He still was in this place of, I love you, come home. Like, and I just, it's a reminder even through the dark stuff, but Mm. Um, it's good. So that's kind of what I've been all over the place. That's good. I've been reading, listening to an audio book um, called Honor's Reward, which we've talked about. Well, we haven't talked about on this podcast, but- um, My other podcast. My, uh, no, sorry. We have. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a part of so many. It was just um, my side podcast, you know. Um Honor's Reward by John Bevere. Baru? Um, Baru by John <laughs> Baru. Oh my gosh. Um, which is really interesting. And just talking about honor culture and how we in our culture now have almost completely done away with that idea. And, and this guy's just talking about, which is true. We've even recently listened to a podcast about like the Orthodox Church and the honor and respect that they give to their leaders is nothing like the Western culture. It's nothing like how we, so one of the big things that like the Orthodox church believes is like when someone is put as a, as a higher authority, they don't even like the word authority that much. They don't like to use this like top down type of idea. They, they, 
they look at them and they say, I'm going to not worship you like the like I would Jesus, but I'm going to um, show my reverence for Jesus and how I treat you. And so I'm mm. going to, I'm going to honor everything you say, even if I disagree with it, even if it challenged me, because I know God's put you in that place. And so I worship God by, sh- I show how I revere God by how I respond to you. And mm. this whole idea, and it was a very interesting podcast talking about that, but this book, Honors Reward, he's just going through both scripture references of when honor was given to someone and how God reacted within them when they honored like that. But then he's a traveling speaker that kind of goes through and, and he even shares like how differently God works when honor is in someone else's heart. And so it's just, it's really interesting. Every chapter it kind of hits you. He calls me or texts me when we're in a home. He's like, Every chapter so hits good. you differently because you don't realize how honor seeps into everything. And so it will come down to um, you don't honor your leader because you think you know better than them, regardless of, of God putting them in place. And if you don't, this is kind of how you'll act. And then you listen to it. You're like, I do know people that do that and talk like that. And they... And they work through that. And even them talking about like the way you dishonor others is is the way that God is going to let others dishonor you. And so if you're not, if you don't trust leadership, leadership will not trust you. And God will make it that way. God will make this like, don't don't give the trust because they're not honoring you. And And this whole idea, right? That's like, it's just been crazy to think about. And and so just learning about this, this honor culture, and honestly, it is, it's hitting me deep of how do we honor even our pastor? Mm-hmm. And I'm getting to the point where I almost, you know, one of the reasons we started this is Pastor Stephen is not a part of our culture. And he is appalled at how we talk to Pastor Nate sometimes. Like he's appalled at youth students who just call him Nate. And it's yeah, like, yeah. call it like he has these deeper thoughts and- um, and so he, uh, he, we started reading this book and now I almost instantly like trigger, like when someone says Nate, I always want to say like pastor Nate, uh, I, I have that. In because yeah, I came true. from that culture. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. And so that's just one that I want to have because I want, I want him to know I honor him. And I, and I, I love that, that Eastern culture of, I can show the world how I, honor God by living it out in how I honor my pastor. And it's just every single chapter has just been like crazy, just, just breaking down every single one. So they just went through honoring your, honoring your pastor financially. And it's going through the scripture of like, you, you pay the, the worker what they're worth and you honor them with double pay and you take care of them and they're, they're worthy of this. And, uh, and he's just going through, he's like, here's the scripture on it, but then here's what I just see in my life. And these churches that were birthed out of um, low income cities, but there's this still high, high honor in taking care of the pastor. And there are these men in the church that will travel with the pastor. When they're traveling with the pastor, the, the men are businessmen, they pay for everything. And they're like, no, no, I'm, I'm coming with you because I'm, I'm financing this, yeah. like, this is my thing. But those churches that are in low income areas 
have the highest like successful businessmen in there. And he's like, I don't think God's like a scheme of like, <laughs> well, if you take care of your pastor, God's gonna make you flourish. But I don't think there's a disconnect in the fact that all of them want to take care of their pastor. And God's like, well, I'm gonna make your business thrive because I know what you're doing with that money. Yeah, You're, you're giving to your pastor so he can care for you. And it's just like really cool because he has scripture it and a ton of- of experience from his travels and so it's just really cool it's been a really cool cool book and i only halfway through so he has so many other areas but um it's just been cool it's convicting for me it helps me see others and it helps us as pastors i think get a little permission of um I can I can request someone to work on their heart and say, hey, yeah. that's that's not very honorable. You know what I'm trying to do? Can you help me? Can you honor me and understand what I'm trying to do? And, and maybe it goes against what you think I should do. Um, but if you believe that God's in control, you should believe that he put me here for a reason and I'm trying to honor him. So it gives like this boldness when you read yeah. it as a pastor. That's really cool. To, to want to give that to others and and to want to receive it, not in a prideful way, but yeah. it'd be so great if we can minister to people past their offenses and their distrust and their dishonesty and their, their whatever it is, yeah. like all those things. It would be so great if they would allow us, you know, to know our hearts and let me say like, hey, you know what you're doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. And they have an honor enough to be like, tell me more yeah. <laughs> about what I'm doing that's wrong, you I know? Feel- like too it can come down to where you know society and culture kind of creates this stigma of certain things like you've had a bad experience it's everywhere like that yeah. like well it's an authority issue yeah, yeah look at how we right. treat our presidents and yeah. people running for president right everything there's so much not my president if right if <laughs> the christians say no it's it's yeah. just hard there's so much disrespect for any form of authority and yeah. it comes with because of a disagreement that person is the worst, that it's yeah. evil, it's bad. And if that person stands for something, everything along those lines is evil and bad. And it just, it, it's 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 kind of messed up. Yeah. I think the church has almost fed into the issue. Like our culture by itself started creating the authority issue and like just disrespecting people. But then the church was like, all right, well, we see that. And pastors have like almost lowered their authority and been like, hey, no, I'm relatable. Don't call me pastor. Like, don't, yeah. you know, I'm Nate. Not that Nate has done that, but like, <laughs> like just in our context, like, yeah, no, no, I'm just another guy. And it's like, well, actually, no, you have spiritual authority and responsibility over yeah. all of these people. And so then people just, I feel like now just expect, yeah, teach me, but don't you dare tell me what to do right. when you're, when you're yeah. off that. There's a a relational and then there's the accountability. And it's like, oh, I want to have a relationship with you. Let's hang out. Let's have fun. Let's like live life together. Yet when you tell tell me that I'm doing something wrong or I'm living in sin, you're wrong. I don't want anything to do with you. And it's- he, he told, can I just keep talking about the book? I feel like it's 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 like a book review. He told a a story of um, being at a church where they were praying for people and trying to bring some- some healing and reconciliation with people with their relationship with God and their viewpoint of God. And one kid came up who was younger and started to preach. And there was this guy there who looked like he was in a motorcycle gang. When this kid came up, he stood up and walked up onto the stage and the traveling speaker there 
said to him, he was like, hey, he could tell this kid got uncomfortable when this guy walked up. He's like, hey, sir, we can pray for you in a minute. We're going to pray for him. Would you step off the stage real quick? Because I, I can just sense he's getting a little tense right now. And he said, no, I'm not moving. And, and he kept going back and forth. And he was just, no, I'm not moving. He's like, and so the guy, the pastor kept getting more bold. And he said, um, I've been brought here by the pastor of this church and I've been commissioned by God to pray for these people. Step off this stage. And he said it very boldly. And the guy said, I fear God, not man. Oh and, my God. Right? Yes. He said, I fear God, not man. And and he he stopped. He like realized this is this is the kid's father. He's freaking out. So either way, they pull it all. And he said, I would like to have a meeting with you. And he pulled him in the back room and he just like let the guy have it of, you actually don't fear God because if you feared God, you would fear every single minister of the gospel that God brought into your life. You should fear and honor the fact that God has brought me here. You don't fear God. You fear someone that you made up in your head. Mm. And he just like went through of like, even again, it's that same thing. It's that the reverence you have for the people who are yep. working for the gospel shows the fear of the Lord that you have. And, and yeah, he just goes through these stories that are just really powerful. He even goes through like his own, like pastors who have moral failures and how even in those moments to still honor them and to work through the fact that mm. they've been through a hardship and that you still can't judge them in that way. You still mm. can't judge their motives. You can't judge, you can judge the fruits. All right, maybe they shouldn't be a pastor right now. They're working through, they've had a moral failure, whatever it is. But um, even just going through like his own conviction of he wanted to totally disown this guy who had a moral failure that was a pastor over him and God just being like, you're not going to honor him when he's going through a hard time. You're not going to respect mm. him when he's going through things. Um, why are you doing this? And so it's just, it's a convicting yeah. as heck book because it seeps into everything. We just Well, so everyone. I want to kind of like take, take a, a, just like a break there and kind of think about family, for instance, like how do we keep honor in our family, in our marriage? Yeah. You know, like what are elements that we can have and show honor in that? And I think in certain situations with family, there are healthy boundaries and things that you can follow, but there is a respect that I think that as a Christian, we should always have. Um, but yeah, I'm just curious to know your thoughts on, in, in marriage, for instance, like what does honor look like in marriage? Um, one of the things, one of the things I tell people, like, you know how like at um, bridal showers, it's like, what's your advice for the bride and groom to be? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll always, I take those seriously. Talk, talk I'm like, meals, let me tell you. <laughs> I wrote a book. It's published, self-published. <laughs> it doesn't fit in the box. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys have any no. more of these? <laughs> Can I get a box? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I'll always say something that I've learned in our marriage is that as a wife, you have um, the responsibility of setting the tone for respect in the room for your husband. So like if Rob and I like were to enter a party and I just started like making fun of him, like left and right, everyone else would be like, cool. He's like, he's fine. He's fine with getting made fun of. Yeah. But if I, you know, if someone was like, oh yeah, Rob, you know, when he screwed up on stage the other day and I was like, hey, that don't need to bring that up. It's not cool. Like nobody else would continue. 
So like, just like as a wife, like I've learned that by the way. I'm just <laughs> Jeremy. No, but like if it's just something I've learned. So like if I set the tone for respect, other people at least know yeah. like there's a there's a bar that I hold. Um and you know, obviously I'm not perfect, but I try to be respectful in that way. It's like the whole love and respect thing that, you know, marriages fall into that circle where it's like the respect and honor you give your husband, the love and admiration and all of those things that fall into you it's just this trickle you know yeah I think uh there's a lot of different areas that I think you can you can honor in uh you can one of the ways that I can think of right now is I was reading a book about marriage and 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 how to honor your wife and one of them was when your wife makes a rule in the house like take your shoes off before you come into the house you honor it like you do you start it (laughs) She's looking at me like, like, yeah, like like that happens here. When'd you read that? <laughs> no, tonight. No. <laughs> you gonna start applying it? <laughs> There's always a reason why. Uh. No, but 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 to honor those things when she sets a rule, mm. you honor it and you make sure your kids honor it as well. Like it. So I'm I'm looking at it as an honor, in the sense of, hey, shoes go in the shoe closet. Got it. Okay. So make sure I'm putting my shoes in the shoe closet. If there are any other shoes out of the out of the shoe closet, I'm telling my kids, kids, put your shoes in the shoe closet. Um, but like, don't jump on the couches, whatever it is. If I'll stop jumping on the couches then, honey, okay? I'm just kidding, <laughs> it's my kids. But like, I try to uphold those rules and make mm. sure that she's honored by the kids when she's not there. Um, so that's an aspect of honor uh, that I think trickles down to the kids. Yeah. Teaches them, teaches them what marriage should be like and how to honor their spouse in the future. Mm. Um, but I know that there are other areas where honor comes in. Yeah, I think avoiding the stereotypes that our culture puts in place. Mm. The stereotypes are dad's an idiot. Dad's, yeah. dad's an idiot who wants to drink beer and that the second he gets home and do nothing else. And uh, mom is someone the dad avoids <laughs> when he's doing anything he enjoys. Yeah. That's like the two stereotypes of like, well, the second I start enjoying something, my wife's going to tell me to go clean. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, my, my wife's, a, she just sucks all the fun out of the room. Yeah. And, and then the other stereotype of just dad's an idiot and, yeah. you know, whatever else it is. And I just think breaking those those stereotypes are just so unhealthy mm-hmm. um, and it just, it just builds into us. So yeah, I think, I think, but yours, I think is a good practical, like sh- we have the responsibility to, to show how we respond. Right. And so like, I know for Haley and I, like we try and have our resolution arguments in front of the kids. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, we just felt like our parents always fought behind the door. Mm -hmm. Like we couldn't see it. And we always feel like if there's an argument we could, or disagreement, I should say, like we, we will wrestle through it right then and there just because we're going to show our kids how to have a disagreement with us. And so if, if I'm, which, which has happened, we've gotten heated, Mm -hmm. but if, but if I'm always like, ah, the second an argument happens and how, 
obviously my kids are going to do that to her. And it, because it gives I'm, us- it's the same thing you were saying, Marie, like it gives permission. Yep. Mm-hmm. If I talk smack or do things behind Haley's back with the kids that she doesn't want us to do, I'm saying, hey, you know, you can do that too without me. Like, yep. and so there's a lot of modeling. I was going to say, it gives us an opportunity to teach our kids how to one, have healthy conflict and have resolution with those things. Yeah. But throughout that, have a mutual respect and not just bashing on each other and yelling at each other right. and, you know, taking the time to pause and even apologize in front of the kids when we know that we've messed up, like in the midst of those moments, it's, it's an important yeah. aspect to pause and be like, hey, mommy and daddy messed up. We were mad at each other. We were yelling at each other. We disrespected each other. We shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Right. And that's not how we treat people. Um, but using those opportunities as a teaching tool. That's good. I always try and go into the why of why the, the children should respect us. That's just another piece that I just feel, I fear the Bible thumping technique. Well, the Bible says to honor your mother and father. And I just don't want them to hate the Bible to where I put in rules, but I think it is important. And I, and I've been trying to do that more recently because they're, they're just getting to that age, their toddler age to where they want to yell no, or they want to, and, and I'm, and I keep trying to be like, nip it in the bud, nip it in the bud. Um, but it's like, no, you have to respect us. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and again, I, I go into a lot more practical. I try and reason with my three-year-old. Like I just, I do. I don't know why. I just feel like, I, but a lot of the times he, he responds very well. Like he's, he's an intelligent kid. But even with Eloise, like if they disrespect, it's like, listen, you need to understand. I go to work so you can have everything you have. You respect me because I take care of you. And it's just a very big, like, this is why. And I I just think, again, trying to help them understand, like, you have what you have because of how much I love you. Yes. And I need you to respect me. (laughs) And I think that- Oh, I was just going to say, I think too, people- can sometimes use that and twist it where it's- 100%. They, and that is where that line is drawn, where it's then right. become almost an abuse of power in the yeah. situation. But when you're six, it's literally no, true. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying in other situations where, you know, you see yes, the spouse, absolutely. whether it's the, the, um, the husband or the wife, where they take this authority yeah. and they slap it all over their, their spouse yeah. and- it's, it can be taken. It really. can be taken. Yeah. So just to speak Don't let that on that you side, to be a- you know, it's rough. But the, so there is also an aspect of teaching kids where authority comes from. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm. the importance of using oh, the Bible. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, totally. Because it's I modeled think, there. Exactly. Right. And, and to know that directly from God, hey, he put me in charge here. Okay. Yeah. And just to just setting up that hierarchy right away and just yeah. being like, he put me in charge right now. Uh, you are my kid. I love you. I'm going to do my best to make sure that, that whatever happens here is, is by the books and the right. And, and ultimately for all of our uh, betterment, you, right. you know what I mean? Like you've got to be able to trust me just like you need to be able to trust God. Um, not that I'm God. Yes, I'll ma- I'll make mistakes, but I think it's it's just very important to make sure you use the Bible well and mm. properly, right? Like to to set the the boundaries yeah. for authority and where it comes from 
and where honor comes from yeah um as well so i think both yeah yeah is helpful. oh yeah there's definitely there's definitely a, a place that i'm i'm needing to to bring in for sure it's just always the hyper fear right yeah i don't want my words to turn them away from god i no. want to try and always keep them in the faith you know what i mean so it's no, just I hear you. the balance that's good though I also know situations with honor when it comes to marriage and stuff where, you know, um, there's this hardship and this like, um, tension between, you know, family in-laws and, and all that when it comes to the husband and the wife and there can be those tension points. But in reality, like when a husband marries and leaves his family and a, a wife leaves and clings on to her husband, that is a new unit. And there needs to be an honor in that. And I sometimes feel like, well, I know friends that in-laws and families can be like, oh, you spend too much time at that person's or at, you know, at your in-law's house or, you know, I don't see enough of you because you just always agree to, you know, my mother-in-law or my father-in-law and you're always saying yes to them, but you're not having an honor in our family. And that can come with a lot of problems when people don't take that, that, that part of, you know, clinging on and starting a new family and a new, a new unit. Um, there's just this, there's no separation of that. It's just still this like, Oh no, we're all one family. And like that can cause a lot of problems. Mm. Yeah. I think that can go a lot of ways, but I think the, the big piece is like when you get married, there is an authority shift. Mm -hmm. So like people don't really recognize that like mama's boys will be like, oh, she's always going to be my mama. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, she's going to be your mama, but she's not, she's not your wife. You're like, not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a problem for us, no, thankfully. No, I have the best no, but I, I, I know people though that like have been like, <laughs> my husband always says yes to his mom, but I'd want this weekend to be a family weekend. But he agreed to go to the house and work on all this stuff for her. And not that that happens in our relationship say, or anything. Like, what? No, no. I said, <laughs> I, I know of people. <laughs> no, your mom's awesome. No. <laughs> but like, no, but there is that hard, like the parents don't honor the new unit, yeah. you know? And it's, um, yeah, it can just, it can cause lots of tension points in a marriage and just stress on a marriage. Yeah. I'm super blessed. Bob's yeah. parents are amazing. And I'm also blessed because your parents are great. <laughs> like, like just the fact that like there was a recognizable shift in, in, in authority as well from your dad. I remember where yeah. it was like, you were his daughter and you're always his daughter, but there was a shift in his, in, in responsibility and authority. And he, he was very willing and able to hand it over. Yeah. And, and it was a, like, there was definitely a shift and, uh, God bless that man. What a great guy. God bless John. I love you, John Korea. God bless him. <laughs> I think that's that like just patriotic. a cool, like I didn't, I mean, I wasn't thinking of it until just now because you were saying like, you think of a wedding, you know, like the father releases his daughter to the groom mm -hmm. and there's such a, a symbolic meaning to that, but also such a true statement of- For us, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for us, like Christians and believers that follow- just that, that standard of 
holy matrimony. And but- we're finally here. <laughs> Worldly marriage. <laughs> oh yeah, the original topic. We can we can jump into that another That's time because yeah. I think we're already kind of yeah. maxing out on time. But anyways, I, I think, think we're only a- like forty minutes. That's good. I Last- think. Two episodes ago, it was an hour and a half. We're fine. <laughs> We're good. So, no, I, I think I think that's a great conclusion of just conversation sure, yeah. about honor and respect and authority. Um, yeah. I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to add on? And once I get farther in the book, I'll circle <laughs> us back around for sure. Um, yeah, no, yeah. Hey, God's teaching me about honor through what Jeremy reads in the book. <laughs> No. So I'll know more when he knows. I want to more. read that book. <laughs> it's no. honestly, it is it is a really good book. I want it to change our church. I want it to change the Church of mm. America. Yeah, <laughs> I want it to shift because I just, <laughs> uh, I just think it would be so good. The I, the last. All right, I'll I'll bring it home with one more <laughs> thing he talked about. Just the idea of it. This when you honor the people who bring in God's word, what God does with that word in you. That's good. Is so much better. And he talked about this pastor is like, this is why I know this principle is real because I preach the exact same thing no matter where I go. But I, he gets to the point where he's like, I can almost tell if I get picked up by someone and their car is trashed, Or they just, they don't even have water for me. I have to like go and look for it. Like there's this, we're not hosting this guy because he's not a gift from God. He's just a traveling preacher. His messages fall short. They all look at him as soon as he walks on stage. Like, all right, what do you got preacher, man? Like, tell me Mm -hmm. something I don't know. And he leaves and he's like, no one responds. And then when he gets, you know, he goes to some other churches and they've like rented a limo for him. And he's like, whoa, whoa, this that's fine. I like hanging out with the pastors, like whatever it is. He gets there and they're all excited. They're like ready for it because they see this is a guy who's dedicated his life to God. We're ready to learn from him. It's like the same message will fall flat in one church and I'll get emails and letters of the life change that's happened in others. And it's always from the churches that honor him. He's like, so I know Ooh. it. He's like, I know it's not me because I preach the same thing and I'm a rehearsed preacher. I don't change my inflection. Like, but God has has rarely, if ever, moved in a congregation that does not honor him as a man of God coming to preach. That and just, so it's yeah. No, no. That just made me think, like, obviously that's a heart posture that's completely yeah. different. But like it made me think of the story where like the oil lamps run out. Like there are people who are prepared and ready for the bridegroom. And then there are people who aren't. And like, it's always like the question of like, how do I have oil? Like, how am I going to be prepared in life? And it's like, seems like honor is a big key factor in preparation. Oh, it's expectations and preparation and like knowing. But like, like, I've always been like, what is the preparedness? Like, I'm ready. I'm prepared. Here I am. But it's it's bouncing like like (laughs) a video game. I haven't sat once. (laughs) (laughs) But like that, like that's why I was like, ooh, because it just kind of like clicked. Like, Honor, honor is a huge right. piece of Being how prepared. you're how you're prepared. Yeah. Like, Ooh. <laughs> Rob Ooh, did just it just like Ooh. Ooh. Baru. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I, I just think that, and and how do we apply that to Sunday morning? Hmm. How do you apply that to when your pastor is giving a word? 
to realize that they've spent so long in that word, trying to prepare it and craft it and practice it. And if you're sitting there being like, tell me something I don't know, you're, you're not going to get very far. And, but if you're there and you're like, this man has dedicated his life Mm -hmm. to hearing from God, I get to, God is giving me a shortcut to his (laughs) heart right now. Yeah. I, where I don't need to go to seminary. I don't need to spend hours reading my Bible. God's giving me a shortcut right yeah. now. Maybe I can let dive off of this and then go into my own study. Like that's really cool. And well, how every do we apply message that come, in not only just the church, but in our families and our workplaces? Like I, I was just thinking that because that's something that I'm I'm working through at my job where um, my boss is now expecting more of me in a certain area. Um, and you laugh at um, You're, you smirked. That's why I laughed. Oh, I'm sorry. Neighbor. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but Tone but down. my boss is expecting more of me and I can choose to be like, come on, I'm just here for the paycheck. Or I can choose to be <laughs> yeah. like, I need to honor the job. God gave me this job, right? Yeah. And I'm working through this right now. So forgive me Live if I Live action. Live action, <laughs> Rob processing. Yep. But God gave me this job. God gave me this boss. I need to honor the man that's in authority over me yeah. and honor mm-hmm. the people in authority over me to honor God. That's how I am a light to the world. Yep. By honoring the people that are in authority over me. Yeah. Um, and not just my pastor's. Like, right. I mean, unless these people are absolute scumbags and, and they're telling you, you to, to do terrible things. To go against God. Yeah, or no, go against, right. yeah, morals or God, the Bible, everything like that. Like, Right. And so no matter what job you're in, God gave you that job. God gave you those bosses. And if they're just telling you to do your job and to try to do it better to reach the company's goals, it's your job to honor those people and honor those goals and honor yeah. those things. And that's, this is real life me right yeah. now. Like I need to figure oh, this I out. Feel that, yeah. So like, um, yeah, that's that's big for me. Right and now. if you're a stay at home mom, your children aren't your bosses. Just so you know, <laughs> yeah. don't let that speak. <laughs> yeah. And open. Right that's funny. Um, but it's funny because the podcast that we listened to recently that you sent um, with um, this older woman and a pastor from a church in Minnesota. She was in her late 80s and she talked about in one part of it that has to do with honors that she went to a job where she was working with troubled women and she wasn't, she kept praying over these women and the people kept saying, no, you can't pray over them. You can't read scripture to them. Like you can't do these things. And she's like, God, then why am I here? If all of the things I know I need to be doing, I can't do. But it was the fruits that she was doing. She had the opportunities to be the hands and feet of Jesus and to share like the love, joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, mm. the self-control, the goodness, all those things. And she was able to minister to a woman outside of that and teach her about those things. And it was just an opportunity. It was the seeds that were planted in those women's lives that she was able to minister through the honor and respect of the company that she worked for. The, the And I just thought that was another interesting way of, you know, submitting to the the authority that's placed in front of you and seeing how God can work through honor. Mm. Yeah. It's good. Cool. Honor your people, people. Do it. Have a yeah. better culture of that. Honor, I'm trying. Respect. So when you see, if you go to our church, 
Pastor Nate. Practice it with me. Pastor Nate. <laughs> Here's a dozen Pastor. roses. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Honor. No. Great pastor. He's yeah. dedicated his life. Yeah. It's just, just a side note. But all right, we did it. We did it. Our February round of Double P. Thanks for chatting. Bye. Bye. Double P. Take home.